Hi friend, I'm Ruth Jo Simons and this is the Grace Lace Podcast. This season, my co-host Eve Stipes and I are talking about everyday habits for spiritual growth and we're so glad you're tuning in to join our conversation. What's the first thing you thought about when you saw this episode's title? What is the thing you find yourself thinking about for the better part of your day? Are you thinking about anything intentionally or just defaulting to what this day holds? What should we be thinking about? Well, grab a cup of coffee or tea and join Eve and me for today's discussion. Okay, so this week we are talking about the discipline or the habit of meditating on God's Word. And meditating kind of has a strange rap these days, <laughs> and it likely means different things for different people. So we want to start just by saying, here's what we mean. When we're talking about meditating, we're talking about thinking deeply about the truths of God's Word for the purpose of application. So before we kind of dig into that real specifically, let's start by asking the question. It's a vulnerable one. What do you spend the most time thinking about these days, Ruth? Like what's running through your head? What do you wake up thinking about? What keeps you awake in the middle of the night? You go first and then I'll tell mine too. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, I've always promised to be really honest here. And so I wish I could say I think on God's word all day long and I have praises on my lips. And you know, there are days when the word of God is quick on my mind. But if I'm honest, the first thoughts that flood my mind, the moment I wake up, we just talked about it on the last episode on prayer, um, about how I combat those thoughts, those first moment thoughts in the morning. And so what floods my mind all day long is what I'm behind on, how I failed, where I need to do better. And it's really exhausting if you allow your mind to be filled with all the things that um, you have to do and how you have to do better. Yeah. I think my thoughts are most often consumed with logistics. <laughs> like, yeah. what do I have to do today? Who needs to be where? Do we have any appointments? What am I making for dinner? When am I going to start making dinner? When will my husband mm-hmm. be home? Like, when do I just get to stop for the day? <laughs> and no. then layered on with like work tasks too. Like, does Ruth have everything she needs today? Um, who's waiting on me for, you know, XYZ email? Did I send that thing? Mm-hmm. Do I have mm-hmm. a meeting? Like very, very logistically oriented. And do you think the way we meditate and think on things, I mean, I know for me, because I, I just described vulnerably that I, you know, alongside of logistics and alongside of tasks, I have this added component that I'm meditating on, which feels condemning, right? I have a mm. sense of like, oh, I should have, I should be further along here. Or, ah, why am I so behind on this? Or, oh my goodness, I feel so overwhelmed. Don't I have a better process for this? That's yeah. the honest truth of what floods my mind. So how do you think, how do you think what we think about actually affects us in the everyday? Yeah, I think it really affects us. Like what we choose. I think there's a difference too in the intentionality, right? Like if we just let the things come and kind of go with the flow versus making a conscious decision, like I'm going to think about X, Y, Z. I think we mentioned in the last episode that our team has been reading through this really great book um, about spiritual disciplines that was written by Donald Whitney. And there's a little description in here that I really want to read to you about the purpose and the impact of meditation. 
So here's what he has to say. The addition of meditation on God's word is like a bellows upon the fire of what we've encountered, causing it to burn more intensely in our experience at that moment. And just as when a fire blazes with more intensity, it radiates both more light and more heat. Mm. So when we apply the bellows of meditation to the fire of God's word, we see more light, insight and understanding, and feel more heat, passion for obedient action. I just feel like, Mm, man. So good. Yeah. Like that picture of like, we're giving fuel to the fire of what God's word is and how we've encountered it. And when we meditate on it, when we really think about it, it's going to change what we understand and what we want to do. Yeah. And so you kind of really think about how whatever we meditate on, your mind is not blank, right? Yeah. And so if we're using the word meditate to describe that, like really thinking intently on something, marinating in something, Mm -hmm. letting something kind of consume your thoughts and your whole being. If that's what meditating on something is about, um, I do that regardless. I do that with something every day. And whether that's um, my to-do list or my failures or my fears or um, who's mad at me or what (laughs) I need to do about such and such issue in my life, the more I meditate on those things, the more it's igniting something in my heart to respond to. So what you just described from Donald Whitney's book is that um, when we dwell on and really fixate on the word of God, then it ignites in our hearts a response to the truth of God's word rather than igniting a response to the fears and fueling those fears with more fears and more worries, right? Yeah. So it really is about setting ablaze, mm-hmm. um, what is possibly going to be dormant there. Is that right? Like, is that yeah. a good way to describe it? Yeah, I think so. It's like, you know, we've been given God's word and it's one thing for us to just like read God's word and to like take our eyeballs <laughs> and pass them over words mm-hmm. and, and receive that word. But it's a different thing altogether to let it be ignited in our soul, right? Like right. to, to right. actually interact with it, to, think about it, to turn it around in different perspectives and to engage with the word. Yeah. I think about how there's a familiarity when we replay something over and over and over in our minds and how, if you ask me, um, I mean, I've, I've given birth six times. I have six (laughs) boys and I could pretty much tell you play by play how it went all six times, each individual time, because I've replayed those stories so many times. And if you're a mama, you might remember, recall like the first six months of having a baby, you kind of remember and you retell that story. You tell it over and over again. You think about the story and then you tell somebody about the story and then you're like, um, like replaying it in your mind and saying like, how would I do that differently next time? Mm -hmm. And so I get really familiar with the story I replay in my mind over and over again. And so meditating on the word of God is also rehearsing that mental, that story of God's word, because I I really can't expect to um, have it at my fingertips and recall it if I'm not actually memorizing it thinking on it, marinating on it, um, really chewing it and letting it dwell in my mind. Yeah. And I think you just touched on a really important piece too. I think one of the easiest ways, quote unquote, to meditate is to memorize, like Mm -hmm. to really try 
to get it in your brain to be able to recall, you have to think about it differently if you're trying to remember it enough to say it. You have to think about like what came before it and what comes after it and where does it fit? And there's just differences in how that works. What does meditating... Oh, go ahead. I can see it in your eyes. So I got to just say, (laughs) I I just want to really speak to that person who might be listening in and going... Yeah, when I was in the church, when I was a kid, um, we used to memorize scripture and it felt like a mm. job that you got stickers for or you got brownie points and it was just like a ranking. Yeah. And we all, some of us were brought up in an environment where memorizing scripture became an issue of knowledge or of like earning brownie points or yeah. getting prizes. And we kind of didn't quite understand what it meant to hide the word in our hearts like yeah. the psalmist says, so that I might not sin against you, God. Like that that whole picture of like hiding God's word in our hearts, um, I think some of that motivation and that joy was robbed in my life as a young child, first, you know, initially going to different programs or whatever, because in my mind, I just, I'm such an achiever. I mean, I really <laughs> did write about it in When Striving Cease, but I'm, I'm such an achiever yeah. that I'll, I'll be like, well, I want to earn those points. Uh-huh. I want to get that, um, that one badge that says I've memorized how many verses. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's wrong to have incentives. Like, don't hear me wrong. Yeah. Sound bite this. I'm not saying we shouldn't have prizes or incentives or scripture memory challenges or goals. Those are really good things. But we want to get to the heart of the fact that when we say we want to apply and practice the discipline of meditating and memorizing the scriptures, it's with the heart and the intent that we want to become fluent in the vocabulary of the word of God. And I think about how meditating on the word of God really creates a fluency in the word of God. I think Mm. about how my kids are learning Spanish right now, Eve. Did you know that? Yeah. Well, Troy, Troy's fluent. He's fluent in Spanish. He learned Latin to teach Latin. So he also um, <laughs> does Latin, but he's really fluent um, verbally and, you know, he can read and listen to music in Spanish. Um, <laughs> all the things. All the things. And so he, of course, wanted his little ones to pick up Spanish. And I mean, we're working on the Mandarin. My native tongue (laughs) is Mandarin. A little harder. That's a little bit harder. I mean, yeah. so they're using an app called Duolingo and Uh we're not going to go on too much of a tangent. This is not about learning languages, (laughs) but follow me here. When they're practice, when they, when they're like learning a language, they're spending time every day listening to a Spanish song or reading something in Spanish or getting on an app that constantly puts words and sounds before them so that they can interact with it and kind of like it can become ingrained in them. So yeah. it's a daily process. I mean, my, my eight-year-old's not going to learn Spanish if he goes to one Spanish class and then six months from now is like trying to read a Spanish book. That's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. It's an everyday thing that's increasing his fluency. So mm. in the same way, the word of God is the language of God's heart. It's really um, God's love letter to us. That's what the scriptures are. And it tells of God's story. It tells of the redemption story. It tells of God's character. It's the very language he uses to speak to us aside from prayer and his presence and the Holy Spirit. This is his revealed word, his revealed um, instructions to us. And so- when we meditate on God's word, we become more fluent 
in the language of God. And, and it just causes me to realize like, I won't know his heart if I don't meditate on it, practice it, memorize it, hide it in my heart so that when I need to think on, Ooh, how do I respond to this crisis or this issue in my life? The first thing I reach for isn't a prescribed formula or yeah. a fix or text a friend, call a friend. <laughs> I mean, those are all great things, but I can quickly turn to what I've hidden in my heart as the mm-hmm. true resource, God's actual word to me about how I can lean on him. Yeah. It makes me think of Psalm one, um, mm. in the very beginning. And it talks about kind of like that benefit of meditation and of fluency. So I'm just going to read it. Um, Psalm one, one to three says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. So listen to what that does for him. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. So good. So good. And I love the imagery there. And so the action words right there are that um, we are to be planted, firmly Mm. rooted, deeply rooted, grounded, connected to the source of God's word. Yeah. And I think meditation helps us do that, right? If it really is like we we said for the, even the title of this episode, like think about it all day long. If we can stay connected to that source consistently um, through the course of our day, over time, we are going to know God's heart better. We're going to understand it and we're going to be able to apply it. I think back to there is a season in my late 20s, maybe, um, mm. where the small group that I was in memorized Romans 8. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, there's no way we're ever going to be able to do this <laughs> because it just felt so intimidating. It was the longest passage I had memorized up to that point. And, and we did it. And it was crazy because the more we memorized and even still, the more I find that passage applicable to my life, like every scenario or circumstance that I encountered in that season, I was like, oh, there's a verse for that. Like yes. Romans eight talks about yes. this thing. And this is how it plays out. And I could just see mm-hmm. it differently and interacting with it helped me memorize it better and faster because it was like, yes, this is how this applies to my life. And, you know, I, I don't have it all memorized still. I have not kept up on it well, but there are pieces of it for sure that come to mind. And I still find myself going back to that chapter so often because it's in my heart differently than other passages are. And I think about, I love that so much. And I kind of want to do that now, Eve, because it's (laughs) been a few years since I've memorized any entire chapter. But I think about how those verses then became quick on your lips for yourself and your own encouragement, but also for the encouragement of others. Yeah, I can't imagine how many conversations you had where somebody might be like, I'm so discouraged about such and such. Mm -hmm. And you were like, well, but I have hope in this. And it makes me think of first Peter three, um, verses 14 through 16, where, um, and I'll just read it, but even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you will be blessed, have no fear of them, nor be troubled, but in your hearts, honor Christ as Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. 
yet yes. do it with gentleness and respect, have having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, those who revile you, your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. I think in the context of what we're talking about here is that when you hide God's word in your heart, when you're dwelling on the word of God, when you have that hope firmly like resonating in your everyday life, then when troubles come, when you're hurt by others, when um, unexpected trials come your way, that you even have a good reason and defense for yourself and your own heart to meet those trials with what is true. But you also, when others um, hurt you, that you can even like approach that hurt and that, um, that unexpected struggle with the truth of like where your hope truly comes from, that you're not just using your own resources to defend where you stand in life, but that you can actually say, Hey, the word of God is so ingrained in my mind and my heart that I can even answer you with gentleness, but Mm -hmm. with the word of God. Yeah. Or to use it to encourage other people where they're going through a situation and you're like, Oh my gosh, here's a verse. I know. I mean, I don't, I didn't keep count, but I'm sure in that season of my life, there were a lot of people who got cards from me with a verse from Romans 8 written in it because it was like, I just, I just remember feeling so enamored with like, oh my gosh, like this applies to you and to me and to everyone. Like, yeah. Yeah. As a source. Yes. Well, um, so funny. Last episode, we actually did a quick little plug about something that our team's been working on, but I'll just say real quick, um, our team put together a resource called the priest to yourself encouragement deck of um, scriptures from the book of Psalms of God's care for this very reason so that we would memorize and remind each other and then pass that scripture on in a small little passable card size Mm -hmm. to pass it on to someone and say, look, the, the Psalms have endless encouragement of God's care. I'm memorizing this. I'm thinking on it. I want you to think on it as well. And so, um, We'll tell you more about that later, but it made me think about how how that's throughout scripture. Romans 8 is one wonderful yeah. example. The Psalms is one great example, but throughout scripture, we are meant to take in the word of God, not just one random verse, but to really understand and meditate on and think on the whole counsel of God's word and then ultimately have it at our fingertips to, to be fluent in it that we can preach to our own hearts and to others as well. Yeah. So my question here then is, as we're kind of thinking on how to land the plane here on this podcast <laughs> episode, what do we do when we don't feel like it? What do we do when we don't have time or we're mm. like, well, somebody might be like Eve, Ruth, I'm like barely getting in the verse of the day today. How can <laughs> yeah. I barely, how can I even like really meditate and think on God's word? What would we say to someone who's like, I got time for one verse today or I feel like I don't understand God's word or I feel like I don't have desire for God's word. What do we do? Well, I think one thing that has become um, clear and has been super encouraging to me about meditation, especially through reading that book, is that meditation is far less about the quantity that I'm reading and more about the quality that I'm reading it with. Mm -hmm. So if you've got time for one verse, praise the Lord, that is literally all you need. Like, I don't have to read seven chapters to meditate in God's word. It's not like, Mm -hmm. how much can I get in? It's like, how much can I engage with? So if I've got time to read one verse and think about it, I'm good. Um, I think when I get stuck or when it's like, I don't want to do this (laughs) or it feels really hard, I literally have kind of a list of tried and true ways to help me meditate. So whether it's 
making a list of what I see about God in that verse or what do I see about my position or my identity in Christ in this verse or how does this verse relate to another verse I read yesterday or like making connections. Um, I pull out an actual list to help me mm, kind of process mm-hmm. when I feel stuck or like I don't have a ton of time, but I, I want to do this. What do I do? Yeah. You know, I, I think about how we need the encouragement to go deep and not always wide, yeah. but we also need the encouragement to actually read our Bibles from cover to cover. And so the truth is we're not saying here, friends, that, wow, for the rest of your walk with Jesus, just, you know, take one verse a day and, right. and only know that that's not what we're saying, but we are saying start somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Start somewhere. And so don't give up just because you're in a season where littles are getting you up multiple times a night, which is Eve's life, life <laughs> right now, right? But I'm in a season where I can sleep the whole night through because no littles are needing me and um, I'm not in that season. And so this is a season where I need to ask the Lord, like, Lord, how can I um, consume and understand and interact more deeply with the word of God so that I'm not just snacking, right? That I'm feasting. And I think that's part of it is that our appetites grow. God tells us that he will like, like we can be fed on the, the, the milk of his word, but we will also feast on the bread of life. Like he will satisfy us. And so it's not enough for us just to be like a little snack here and there, but that we want to like really grow our appetite for the word of God, but to not feel so overwhelmed by it. We don't want anyone listening going, wait, what do I need three hours? Yeah. I think Eve, your point is like, whatever season you're in, it's about going deep with God. Mm -hmm. And so start with one verse, if that's all you've got and say, Lord, how do I want to learn this? How do I want to grow in this? And that, if that means that you write it out over and over again, if that means that you take one of the grace lace preach to yourself cards and you do that, or I just thought of real quickly, our friends at dwell differently have these little, um, you know, like, um, non-permanent little stick on tattoos for your hand that have the first letter of every um, word of a verse. I it love to remember, right? And that can be used with your kids or yourself, whatever it takes, like dwell on the word of God, because otherwise somebody, something else will be consuming your thoughts every yep. day. Something else will be consuming your thoughts no matter what. So you need to replace that vacuum with the word of God so that the, it's God's word that mm-hmm. dwells in you day by day. Yeah, I love that. And you're right. It's both, both and um, Mm -hmm. getting the big picture and going deep with smaller chunks and, and really feeling like we're engaging God's word. Um, Man, I feel like every conversation that we have, we could do a whole season on meditating on God's word and memorizing God's word and all the practical tips. And we'll put a few resources for you um, in the show notes. But I I do want to make sure, you know, we're only scratching the surface here. We're not Mm -hmm. hoping to like uncover everything, but we do hope that our conversations spur on a conversation that you would have with your friend, your roommate, the people that you do life with. Um, The goal is to actually start somewhere and build a life that is in the habit, in the rhythm mm -hmm. of these spiritual disciplines that will help us grow. And so last week we talked about prayer and man, that's a tall order, but we don't need to be overwhelmed. We can just start with that conversation that we've been invited to with the Lord. And this week we're talking about how to like marinate and think deeply on the word of God, because something is going to consume us 
And we'd love for the for God's word to be the the most fluent language that is going on in our minds and our hearts. So as we like to do the end of each episode, our two questions, what is the gospel truth from this topic and why does it matter? And then how are we going to start with our one small thing? Like what's the one step that we can take today um, to change the trajectory of where we're headed? Well, the verse that comes to mind is in the beginning was the word, the word was God and the word is God. And I I just can't help but think the word is not simply just text on a page. It's yeah. that when we read the word of God, it is interacting with the God of the universe who made himself known as Christ, God with us, and the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. And so when we think about meditating and memorizing God's word, the gospel truth is we've been invited into a relationship that means that he can be with us at all times. So yeah. when we memorize and we meditate, it means, wow, we're just taking the redemption story and reminding ourselves that the redemption story wasn't one moment in time, one act of justification, but that it is an invitation to being in his presence all the time. And when we memorize the word of God, it's basically saying, I'm going to allow your presence to be the primary influence in my life. And I can't, I can't go, I can't do this life alone. I need you, Lord. And the only way I remember that it's about walking with you is for me to hide your word in my heart. Yeah. And I think it matters because like you just said, like the word is a person too, right? Like mm -hmm. it is Jesus. The word is alive. Um, and it gives us life. And so it matters because we, we need that. <laughs> like we need mm -hmm. the presence of Christ with us for each and every day. So what's what your one small thing, Eve, that you're going to just choose to implement in response to this conversation? I think my one small thing is maybe doesn't sound small, but I just, I really want to work on consistency when it comes to memorizing. I think it's easy for me to say like, yeah, that's a great idea. I want to like memorize a thing or I want to meditate on this verse. I really just need to choose. I need to choose a passage this week. That is my one mm -hmm. small step. Like I just need mm -hmm. to choose what passage is it that I want to start working on. And then I need to like tell that passage to probably my husband, like this is what I'm going to start yeah. working on. I need the accountability to know that somebody else knows what I said. <laughs> I love that. Um, I don't know if you guys do this yet since your kids are pretty little, but we found that we cannot do the craziness of each week at the Simons household if we don't have a team meeting on a Sunday night now. Uh -huh. So Team Simons does a lot of meal prep on Sundays, which I posted about recently, and to make sure we actually have things to eat for these six growing boys, right? <laughs> but also we just kind of set our expectations. And that team meeting sometimes looks like, um, you know, I talked about it at the very beginning, I think, of the intro of Foundations book even. That team meeting is kind of like another way of saying like even a family devotional time. We we gather around the word mm -hmm. and talk about our expectations for the week, what what each person is going through, how we can like meet the, the coming week. And so I would say my one small thing is we have not been implementing a let's memorize this together as family. Yeah. So I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it because I feel like we're all like doing our own things. The boys have a scripture that they might be trying to memorize through their schoolwork. And then mm -hmm. Troy does his own thing. And then I'm like, oh, I'm falling behind because that's classic <laughs> Ruth. Um, and I'm just saying, what if I just 
bring that to the table and say, yeah, does somebody have a verse that they can contribute this week that we're all going to work on together? Um, and I'm, this might be silly, but maybe we'll just go ahead and use our Grace Lace Preach to Yourself cards yeah. and make each card be the verse of the week that we actually memorize. Yeah. I mean, what a way to use the own your the resources that you create for yourself, <laughs> right? So, um, so that's my one small thing, just that I want to incorporate, just like you said, tell your husband about it. I'm going to include my kids so that there's yeah. a group effort and accountability within our home. I love that. Friends, we hope this conversation has been encouraging to you that it is not about achieving a certain task. You're not behind. You're not too late. You can start where you are. If you're already like rocking this part, then this is your cheerleaders saying, keep going. You can do it. Um, We have felt the benefit of this habit of memorizing and meditating on scripture, and we hope it encourages you. So if you love this episode and find it encouraging, we would be so honored if you would share this episode, leave us a review, do all the things, subscribe, and um, we're so grateful to share in this journey through the Graceless Podcast, and we can't wait for next time. So as we mentioned, Grace Lace has a brand new resource designed for the very purpose of meditating on and memorizing the Word of God, the Preach to Yourself Decks. Each card features a verse and Ruth's signature art and is small enough to be tucked in your bag or passed on to a friend. You can literally carry encouraging truths with you wherever you go. The very first deck, Verses About God's Care from the Psalms, is now available at gracelace.com.